Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Three reads in a pod. My name is Heather. I'm, I'm Delia. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oh, I love oh, sorry. it. Sorry, Bucket Duck. <laughs> I'm Delia, <laughs> and I'm Sarah. Yeah. There you go. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, stick around, finger guns. This episode of Free Reads will be discussing Holly Jackson's A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. If you want to read along, we post the book and book bite of the month on our Instagram and Twitter. Three reads in a pod. That's the number three reads in a pod. Without further ado, it's time to turn the page. Whoop, whoop. It's feeling That's very animated me, today. Me. Yeah, you're the one. All right. So first, let's get into this. Um, Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. There's not a whole lot of information about Holly Jackson herself as, um, real quick, can we take a pause? Absolutely. Okay. And. So I forgot where I was at, but Holly Jackson, there's not a lot about her as far as an author goes. Um, Literally pretty much the same bio that's on the back of the book itself is the same bio um, that you would find uh, for her. Um, But she grew up in Buckinghamshire, England, and wrote her first novel when she was 15. Uh, Later, she attended the University of Nottingham, where she first studied literary linguistics and creative writing, uh, graduating with a first class degree, then graduating with a master's degree in English. Uh, She currently lives in London, England. She has um, the Good Girl's Guide to Murder series right now, which uh, contains four novels, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder 2019, uh, Good Girl, Bad Blood, which was released in 2020, As Good as Dead 2021, and Killjoy also in 2021. Um, so that is basically some info about her. Oh, she was also born in 1992, so she is my age. And an author. So it makes me feel good about myself. I was getting ready to say that. I think it's about my that sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. We have a podcast. When, yeah. When <laughs> I was um, in college and we were doing classical theory, random classical theory for sociology, we were talking mm-hmm. about how all these people, it's like they, they came out with their theories and their books at like age 21. And we were all sitting there like, damn, we're just hungover. Like we haven't done anything. <laughs> Compare journeys now, there, friend. That's right. Can't do that. Um, So basically, like a first class degree is like an undergrad degree. That's that. Yeah, that's what um, I want. That can we have that first class degree? Yeah, we got a first class degree. We all have first class degrees. There we go. Yeah, get get Fergie and um, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow on this. Yeah. Jack, my boy. Um, It also says here, though, she lives, obviously, I said she lives in London, and her hobbies include binge playing video games and pointing out grammatical errors in street signs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know we'd have a good time with that one, girl. I don't think. I don't look at the street signs, rarely to even (laughs) stop. I'm not going (laughs) to. No. What's that hexagon we just blew past? Oh, well. Jacqueline says they are a octagon. suggestion. Octagon, not a hexagon. I know my shapes, I promise. You d- it's, Wait. it's 
Is yeah. a stop sign an octagon? It's got eight signs. <laughs> I had no idea. Couldn't have told you. Right? I said it, hexagon 100%. I would have also said hexagon. I think you I think you might have been right. No, I don't think I'm right. I don't think it has that many sides, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. I think you're right. Bro, it's an octagon. I'm looking at it. Uh, um, yes. I, I mean, I could correct it myself, but yes. Wait, no, hold on. One, oh, it two, is a hexagon. Three, no, it's four, an octagon. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's an octagon. Oh, it's eight. Huh. I, w- I would have never known because I guess, again, I don't pay attention to the stop signs. So, no, yeah, yeah, we just ext- established how. Well. Stop. Um, I'll pay attention to pretty much any sign that says stop if I see it. Um, that's all that matters. All right. So, here is an overview. Uh, first, um, can we take another quick pause? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry. Very sad. Ravioli. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Give me the formula. Uh, (laughs) Plot summary. All right. Pippa Pip Fitzamobi is a teenager in Fairview, Connecticut, which, by the way, didn't make the connection. It was in Connecticut. So I did this. I was a little surprised when you were like, she's from London. I'm like, what the fuck does she know about Connecticut? I see that in the most loving way, honestly. No, absolutely. Because, you know, you normally write what you know, but maybe she knows a lot about Connecticut. Maybe. Um, Anyway, in the summer before her senior year of high school, um, she is starting to work on her senior capstone proposal project, an investigatory attempt to prove Salil Sal Singh's innocence in the accusation that he murdered Andrea Andy Bell and disposed of her body five years prior. Uh, Pip teams up with Sal's younger brother, Ravi, in her investigation. The book includes periodic capstone log entries that Pip uses to keep track of information relating to the case. Um, Now, guys, there's a lot of information, so I don't know if I could really keep going on one track. Um, But she does determine that based on the known facts of the case, whatever happened to Andy occurred Friday, April 18th, 2014, between 1040 and uh, p.m. and 12.45 a.m. A few days later, after much police scrutiny, um, Salas filled Sal was found dead in the woods, presumably having died by suicide, um, especially after he sent a confession text, which solidified his guilt in seemingly everyone's mind, but Pip's. Um, Through interviews with various people in Andy's life, Pip learned several facts relating to Andy. She was involved with a secret older man. She bought drugs from a man named Howie Bowers and sold them at house parties um, where they were used by certain people like Max. I forget his last name. Um, to date rape. Tastings. Yeah, that's that's him. Um, she bullied a girl named Nat Da Silva into dropping out of school. Essentially, um, she you know shared a video of her uh, showing her breasts, and she uh, blackmailed her by saying that she had had sex with her older brother, um, kind of thing um let's see the older here. brother was older than like she was a minor and he was significantly not yes significantly, but old enough that he could get in trouble absolutely um okay uh several suspects also begin to emerge and all seem interconnected in complex ways you have a uh, pip's best friend kara her sister um seemed like she could have been involved naomi um you know for example you have uh, Pip's best friend Kara, her dad Mr. Ward, um, who was also their history teacher. You find out he had a tense relationship with Andy um, that he says was due to bullying. Uh, should I take a pause? 
Yeah, hold on one second. I'm not quite sure exactly where I'm at. Uh, you find out that Max um, has a naked photograph of Andy. And Andy's car was discovered on Howie Bowers' street. You also find out that Naomi, Max, and their friends were involved in a hit and run um, that they tried to cover up. And they were blackmailed into um, taking or recanting their alibi for their friend Sal on the night of the murder. Essentially, again, proving his guilt to everyone in town. Um let's see here throughout the course of her investigation pip undertakes many perilous endeavors such as confronting dangerous characters and going undercover and she receives several threatening notes warning her to stop her investigation at one point pip's dog is even kidnapped and found dead when she continues to ignore these warnings um at the climax of the story, Pip discovers that Mr. Ward was having a secret affair with Andy and because he paid attention to her and he had, uh, or she paid attention to him and he had lost his wife previously, I believe, to cancer, uh, struggle with cancer. And so he um, made a bad choice. All right. Um, at the, yes. Uh, okay. Ward was having a secret affair with Andy. And when Andy became belligerent and threatened to ruin him that fateful night of her murder, he attempted to restrain her and she hit her head on his desk, likely concussed. She vanished and Mr. Ward feared that if she was found, his secrets would be revealed. He therefore framed Sal for her murder and made it appear as though Sal died by suicide. Mr. Ward later spotted a girl he believed to be Andy walking down the road in a confused state he took her and hid her in the attic of his old home where she has been for the past five years mr ward is arrested but pip quickly realizes that the girl he has been keeping captive is in fact not andy bell but instead someone he confused for her after more dogged after more dogged investigation dogged 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 after a more deep investigation, Pip determines that Andy's sister, Becca, killed her and disposed of her in a septic tank at an old farmhouse. When confronted, Becca attempts to kill Pip. She actually drugs her and attempts to kill her. But Pip is saved by Robbie and her father with the Find My Friend, Find My Phone app thing. Cool. Uh, the novel concludes with Pip's capstone presentation in which she turns a finger on the Fairview community for their role in judging Sal before all the facts were out. Um, that's it. Like I said, there's a lot of information in there, but I didn't exactly know how to in include all of that. I mean, that. I feel like we'll end up talking about it. And, oh, yeah. And, and generally, like, if you want more information, then the source material is the book. So feel free to the do source. yourself a read. <laughs> yes. As this mm -hmm. is a book club do podcast. Read. Oh, yes, like exactly. This is, this is a book club podcast. Mm-hmm. So please read more for more information because <laughs> I'm not giving. Or it keep to listening you. to because we yeah we'll it's get gonna to be it. I yeah. have I have thoughts and feelings of things that have not been talked about and we will need to talk about them. Yeah, thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. um, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. We're gonna hit stop and then we'll come back for initial thoughts. Okay, sounds good. So initial thoughts. I'm going to let you ladies go first. since this Yeah, because you did the reads. You did the book. Yeah. I loved it. And and also there were parts where I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Pip? What is wrong with you? Definitely um, put herself in some sticky situations. 
Uh, unnecessarily, yes, I agree. Not sticky enough. And I'll continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those are my initial thoughts where it was very good. I was very riveted. Um, I have feelings. We'll get into later. My super initial thoughts. Um, I thought being a young adult novel that was like crimey was going to be really easy to guess. I feel like I am usually I'm that person that's like, oh, here's what happens. And Jacqueline's like, oh, my God, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And then it's a yes. And so, like, I can't just watch a movie. I have to be thinking about whenever it's that type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. This book, I did not get it right. And I was like, I am the worst ever. But, no, I was actually really impressed for it to be a young adult novel. It was very – like, I think riveting is a good word. I was super excited to keep reading. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't like – cheesy or too easy of a read Mm -hmm. and then like the story itself had very believable and very good twists and turns i concur yeah so when i first started it obviously i'd heard really good things about it um and then i thought i'm gonna hate this i don't know why like the first look because i'm very much i read a lot of um murder mysteries a lot of true crime, obviously. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I did not want, uh, like, I guess I can talk about that later. But um, specifically, I was afraid. I thought, I've, I've hyped this up to myself. I really want to like this. And then I did a lot. Yay. And same as you, I found it very riveting. Um, I, I had some really good guesses along the way. I will say that in the end, uh, you know, I don't, I also didn't exactly guess how it was going to play out, but I'm very much like you, Heather, like I go through and I'm like, this is how it's going to happen. Like I always tell Adam, I'm like, this person's going to be involved, you know, or whatever. And um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good though. There are, like you said, a lot of situations where she finds herself, um, but we can talk about that later. But yeah. overall, overall, I highly recommend it. And I feel like I could go on and read the rest of the series, you know, mm-hmm. look at info. We'll get to that recommendation shit later. No, no, no. That sounded really abrasive and like combative. I did not mean it to friend. <laughs> like, no, hard pass. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So, can we. I mean, do you guys want to talk about how Pip continues to do a dumb multiple times throughout oh. the book? She was like, oh, hey, a stranger's house. And there's only so many times you can lie your way out of something. Oh, my God, right? And she yes. just was like, at, for, in the beginning of the book, she was like, I'm not going to lie. And then she was like lying left and right. And she's like, oh, God. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> By the end of it, I was like, okay, girlfriend, uh, do you even like, are you going to tell me like your hair is the color of the sky now? Or you going to be honest about that? Um, yeah, she, she did that quite a bit. And there were times when I was like, uh, I think Holly Jackson did an excellent job in portraying a teenager Hmm. Um, because some of the decisions that Pip makes are definitely like a teenager would make that like not thinking about the consequences of your actions and thinking you're invincible. Yes, absolutely. She's like, oh, I'm just going to try this and because I got to get the answer. But you're not thinking you 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 think you're not going to get hurt. Yeah, you you don't think you're going to get hurt until you do, and it's like. So very teenager. Like, I think that's really good. Thinking 
you know, obviously I see where her interest lied. I understood how she wanted to get involved and like prove like, hey, this guy was really nice to me when I was a kid. I don't Mm -hmm. think he would have killed her, which, by the way, is also just, you know, kind of I think she did a good job as far as like a social commentary on this small town of y'all racist. Yep. And you let the media influence you and you should have thought for yourself. Kudos to her. I will give her that. Because you got this pretty blonde girl who is, you know, the victim. Kind of an awful person, by the way. Yeah, very manipulative. For good, I think so. She's manipulative, but that so a lot of that is like a trauma response. Sure. You don't you manipulate so you can get the things you need. And her parents, her dad was not giving her the things that she needed, and so she learned that tactic to get what she needed. So I think that obviously, listen, your mental health is not your fault but it is your responsibility but she was too young to take responsibility for it so she was kind of a shitty person uh through oh, no fault was. of her own yeah some fault of her own and some I, probably not. I, I don't yes, want to say yes all no. of hers based on like i think if we're going to give pip grace for her making dumb decisions I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> go into uh, so how I'm gonna give her some grace in that she really wasn't thinking straight because again, the dipping her brain in hormones and such. Uh, oh, I feel like if this girl listen, I'm gonna be upfront and honest with you here. That's what I was gonna say. Like I appreciate her wanting to go into this and do her own investigation, but IRL. Like, I she feel like totally she kind of knew she was walking into a lion's den because, one, you know the actual killer's out. If you truly believe that Sal is, you know, innocent, then you know an actual killer's out there and that mm-hmm. the actual killer is probably right. Like, obviously, you're getting closer. You're getting closer. Like, that's why I, and, dangerous. And I understand wanting to keep some of it secret and not telling people, but I think a lot of it was for, like, she's like, I'm trying to protect people. But I think some of it's selfish, too, because if she told they would have been like, stop, just don't like, you no, know, you don't. She said to that too. I think her. you're right. But I, I think that I was thinking it not in a selfish way, but I think you're sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yes. I think she, now that you say it, she was doing it for selfish reasons as far as like, they're going to tell me to stop and then I'll have to stop. And I don't want to stop. Right. And, I I, think, I, I, and she's I, like a really smart girl. I think if we're going to give her credit for, you know, because overall, like, yeah, she's a teenager. And I think there are certain things she doesn't understand but at the same time, like she can break and enter. She can, you know, mm-hmm. she's backed up oh, all of her info. She has, she can like impersonate people, you know, like mm-hmm. going undercover and like just. If she's brilliant enough to think about those things, she should be thinking about the she consequences. Then she should. I feel like she that. should know about the consequences. I think the consequences, and even at the beginning, because when I read the book, I missed the page at the beginning where she talks about what her capstone is going to be. And, and then she says she's, she's not like, going to interview the family. And yeah. And she's like, she's I'm like, not going to do, because I missed all all of that and then i come back to the beginning and i'm like whoa what's this i missed it and there's people she reaches out to as the family the literal first person was robbie she's like don't get involved with the families don't do any of this it's like i think you're treading you know it's not been that long ago and she was not she immediately goes up to robbie's home and she's like hey so want to talk you know obviously not like dead brother and his dead girlfriend yeah geez 
But I do agree, though, that it seems like Andy had a really bad home life where she had to compete with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the dad saying that Andy's only, you know, good feature is her face and that was her moneymaker. Mm-hmm. And then Becca saying that she was just like a fat version of her sister mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then just being really nasty. Look, I can completely understand that she was, um, mm-hmm. you know, in not a nurturing environment at all. Yeah. And she was very put a lot of a lot of um, emphasis onto her body sexually, mm-hmm. you know, that was her thing it was her minute like and i mean really when we get down to it even with her and mr ward it's not like she really likes mr ward she wanted to get into yale with sal because she didn't want to be left behind here in this like you know town town. so she's she was using her sexuality as power like in control yeah and i think it's a good commentary on that as well because you know she she does like um threaten that with the the exposure video like mm-hmm. well she actually sends it out yeah, to everybody did, right? yeah. and i think with her um it's also a really good commentary on because a lot of victims you look at them and you, you're like oh they lit up a room when they came in and they're so kind they got that dateline face yes and it's like maybe yes. she just wasn't a nice person and there are many reasons why someone murdered her I mean, I, I hate to say that, but, like, yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of motive. Good, it's never a good motive for murder. Like, there's never a good reason to murder right. somebody. Yeah. But we can all agree that she was kind of a sh- shitty person. And I'm not saying that she got what was coming to her because that's not appropriate to say about a teenager or anybody, really. Um, but I, there could be other reasons. Like you said, there could be motive for murder. Like, it's, again, we should be we shouldn't be doing the murder. But there could, yeah, it could be one of those things her where you know, the actions could have, like, the consequence of such could have been her murder, mm. right? Not her fault, not victim blaming, right? No, because no matter like how terrible she was, and she does seem like she was like one of the you know, like a Regina George, um, large price, which is like, the best you got to take it. her out super early so she didn't do any trauma to anybody else in the world, but the other parts of me are like, that's not appropriate, she might have had potential to get better and be a decent person. Yeah, she could have. She could, yeah, you know. But I do think she did obviously like a lot of damage um, yeah. while she was there, and it's very simple. Like, you know, if if I lost someone close to me, I'm also going to say really nice things, you know, mm-hmm. about them. And um, I think that's just it was very easy for people to find this like homecoming queen type girl and be like well she was too pretty like why would anyone want to do this to her and then you know there are people in the background like i have a i have a reason um because i, I was personally victimized by <laughs> <laughs> please raise your hands if you're personally victimized by andy bell <laughs> Uh, but I like that they made it to where she it's like, well, she she had secrets, you know, because Pip yeah. at first she's like, I see the smiling picture of this girl and I'm going to, you know, and I really want to find. And I still think that Pip wanted to do justice by her. Mm-hmm. Like, even sure. though she found out, you know, hey, she's not nice. She's not a good person. Her and Sal. Right. You, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Her and Sal. I think well, that Sal was, was it. her motive to start this to begin with. Mm-hmm. Was, right. He was the influencer of her. And then, initiating yeah. the investigation absolutely and i'm glad we got to know a little bit about him as well me too um you know he was your yeah. dateline face he was <laughs> he was such a great guy and my brother i loved him so much and everybody just loved sal and like you know yeah all that so he was your classic 
Dateline. Super, super sidebar here at my mm-hmm. funeral. Um, should that happen anytime soon, I need you guys to be real with the people. Like, hey, she wasn't that bad, but she wasn't great. And we just <laughs> want to focus on some of the realness of her. <laughs> and I just feel like um, she farted on me once at her house. <laughs> it was. It happened. And uh, she needs that needs to be recognized. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Can we talk about how, speaking of like if any of us goes anytime soon, um, just to kind of put this blanket statement out there. uh, If you're doing something dumb and dangerous, maybe, maybe let people know you're doing it. She did this multiple, Pippa, Pip, so many times. And especially at the end, even after they were like, stop doing that. And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll stop. Turn around. Did the same fucking thing all over again. Where she like, okay. Also, you keep getting threatening messages and you keep that to yourself. What if you did get murdered? Nobody would really know why you got murdered because you didn't tell anybody you were getting threatening notes. Yeah, that was so weird to me. And you know that they can make it seem like an accident. Why? Because they did that with Sal. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So See, it was also and they disappeared Andy Bell so well that nobody could fucking find her body. Yeah. Right? So you could have been disappeared. And been. nobody would have given a shit. Well, they would have given a shit, but they wouldn't have been able to find your ass or get you justice. Yeah. When and whenever I've received the first note, I would have been like, you know, instead of keeping it to myself, because she just kept like braiding the boys. She's like, ah, you guys did this or whatever, like kind of thing. I think or she didn't want to believe it was that dangerous. She didn't. She did not. And then after I'd gotten, like, especially when they when they broke into her house, by the way, which one was it who did that? I think it was, was, it was... Was it Peter or Ward? Because I can't remember what was written on the computer over and I think and it over. was Ward. And I say that because the photo that was Sal's alibi was missing. He had more to lose from that than Becca did. Becca didn't even know that that was a thing. That that was right. right. She just, she didn't under, she didn't know what happened to Sal. She just assumed Sal had, yeah. Um, that it was yeah. like, yeah. Semi legit. So. Also, yeah. Can we talk about that? Like, if somebody broke into your house, because didn't, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the break-in happen and then she was like, I'm going to go take the dog for a walk. Is that <laughs> Yes, she, the breaking happened first, and then what she went out. What a fucking like, dumbass! Oh yeah, you know <laughs> she's um, like, oh yeah, let me just. Oh, and, and then go ahead. I was just going to give more examples of her being real silly. Like, uh, oh, here's a drug deal. Let me sit in my car in an empty parking lot and watch it go down. Oh, right. here's a drug dealer's house. Let's go inside and talk to a drug dealer direct. And it's like. Oh, there's a house that I can break and enter. Let's do it. <laughs> it was crazy. Just kept going, kept going. Also, she she calls the police and is like, uh, by the way, I'm gonna go into this house right now. No. And here's what happened <laughs> before she even finds here's, out. Here's the thing. Also, why would you tell uh, like well, okay, let's just the possibility that he is not the one that did the murder and he is yep. not the one that had Andy Bell. Let's just throw hmm. that out there. Hmm. As an yeah. option. What, what if she went inside and he's like, "Whoa, I had a secret what family if- all along." <laughs> yeah, or he, she calls, or she called the police. She let them know who she was and all this other stuff. Like, I'm, I personally, in that situation, if I was going to take the same action she did, I would have called. Would be like, it's not important who I am. And you don't even have to say he's keeping these people in the house. You could just right? say, "I hear screams coming from this location. I am very, very concerned. Mm-hmm. Please send police out." 
Mm-hmm. That is gonna like instead of you like doing conspiracy theory, she should be lucky that the town ta- that the house that she sent the police to, it wasn't it wasn't somebody in the small town because if, if it was and she had called nine one one, they might have been like, Oh, this is a prank call. Yeah. Right. Because what a yeah, what a wild thing to say. Mm-hmm. And just expect them to Yeah I mean, take you seriously. Look- doxing is a thing that really happens you know like online me and my friend were talking about that how people um will just falsely call the police like SWAT teams like hey this person's holding their family hostage and people have died like that um so imagine her calling the police and be like hey he's holding Andy Bell hostage in his attic and then they get there and he's holding his knife because he's fixing dinner or whatever and they're like pow pow dead mr ward you know like i was mm-hmm. thinking in my head i'm like he's about to die like right here like this is going to be the yeah. police shootout or she goes in there and she's completely wrong because she didn't really like i understand her or conclusion she goes of in how she got and there, then the police but... don't get there in time and your dumb ass is dead yeah, yeah there's so many scenarios where she screwed the pooch the only the yeah. only thing she did right was the finds my phone app like with Sal like sharing her location mm-hmm. and then forgetting about it because yeah. that's the only thing that saved her or not Sal yeah. but with Robbie that's yeah. the only thing that saved her yeah um right and- there oh it's gone fuck I was gonna talk about so you said the find my phone app the only thing fun- yeah I do that all the time I know it's a thing um sure do damn it it's gone yeah, it's not important. So come back. <laughs> there are some things that I did want to talk about regarding this. Um, yeah. Obviously, racism. We talked about that some. The part in the grocery store where the mm-hmm. uh, checkout clerk didn't even want to touch Robbie, and Pitt just woo, went off. I was like, "Yes, girl, tell them, <laughs> tell yeah, them." It's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. In that case, that's when you. I, so there's, I'm in two minds about it, right? So in some ways, that is a very small town, and Robbie is going to have to come back to that grocery store probably, you know? The other yeah. part of me is like, you're white, and unfortunately, sometimes you kind of have to use your whiteness to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, as like a, I, I have yeah. the privilege of having eyes on me in a positive way. Let me figure out how best to. Right. And I'm sure she wasn't trying to, because I know she Robbie wasn't. at the end, he's like, I don't need you to fight my battles for me. And I get that. But at the same time, like if it were one of you, like even though I know you're fully capable of fighting your battles, don't think I wouldn't say something if yes, someone did that to you. <laughs> so my, my aunt's protectiveness that she bred into me comes out and is like, that's mine and you're not going to mess with what's mine. It's mine. Stop it. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Like, no way. Not gonna let that. So I understand from a friend, you know, and obviously she was getting sweet for him. I mean, oh, yeah. and I Which was getting sweet. I for had him. some beef with just because he's twenty. He's twenty, and you're seventeen. 20. That's yes. I was a twenty-one year old, and I, and I was twenty-one. I was seventeen, and I dated a twenty-one year old. And I look back, and I'm like, Mom, that was dumb on your on your part. She she didn't let me go out on a date date with that person. She only ever had him over the house, but still. That person was four years older than me. That four years between 17 Crucial. and 21 is a lot of years. That's like, a big difference. There's in so that much case. stuff that happens in that time. You know, like that was, whew, God bless. I didn't date him for very long and nothing happened. But still, that could have been, could have been bad. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I think that was one case. You know, uh, well, I'm going to talk about some more stuff. Heather, you go. You look like you have a thought. 
Um, I do have a thought. Damn it. No, you don't. It was um, there. I lost it. <laughs> it's just a day to lose thoughts today. Day to lose thoughts. We all have something. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, also, I knew – see, here's here's what I was a little bit afraid of going into this because – Oh, yeah, that was the thing you were afraid of. I could immediately tell going into this that she um, – and it even says so that she, like, grasped some of her ideas from, um, like, uh, Serial, the podcast, mm-hmm. about, like, Adnan Saeed and mm-hmm. Hey Lee. I saw that a lot. Like, I saw the parallels there quite a bit. Yes. And I didn't like that only because, see, I am someone who is definitely on the he is guilty camp, but I didn't want to get into it mm-hmm. because, like, I want this to be fresh. But I did see where she was coming from with it and how it get like I enjoyed that it didn't come to that like it wasn't right. completely parallel and she was going to have some like really big conspiracy although there was like a you know can Pip had conspiracy theories going left and right. She's oh like, my what God, bless. yeah. What about that? But I think some of her I think some of her theories were valid though like the thing with they Jason were. Bell. I was thinking things like and Naomi. What I really enjoyed yeah. is when I was putting pieces together, Pip was putting pieces together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, I'm like, hey, like there was a point where she's like, this looks really suspicious. I think I should talk to Mr. Ward. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, whatever, whatever. And in her head, she's like, is he the older man? I bet she could ruin him. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. let's talk to him right now. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like I had that same thought. Um, but go ahead. You have a thought. Oh, yeah. So, I, no, it was just the thing I remembered that I, I had lost um, was about, I don't know the, pract- like, as far as I'm not a police officer and I'm not a lawyer and I don't know these things, but I have questions about how, like, the it, and the evidence that she has, that she got obtained illegally, illegally. by the way, she, she could have been prosecuted for those things, the breaking and entering and all that other stuff. I, I wonder, like, is, does that even hold up in court? You know, like, Elliot Ward, he admitted his wrong, like, after she came to the door. And he was like, oh, thank God, it's over. But, like, and they found Becca trying to kill her. But if that yeah. were not the case, the stuff that she obtained from breaking and entering or um, badgering Max as a witness, which he fucking deserved. But that's besides the point. Right. Like, he was mm-hmm. a shit person. But at the same time, yeah. Like, would any of that had held up in court? And she wasn't thinking about that. She was like, I'm trying to solve the mystery. And it's like, yeah, well, I want to make sure that when you solve the mystery, that the person that, that you, you solve it. That it's valid. Yeah. Can you, use, you can use that. Because otherwise, that person gets to just get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can. And that's happened in so many cases where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I have proof, but it's like the court finds it inadmissible. You can't use that. And I would say 90% of the things she did, I mean, because she used a fake number to contact one of Andy's friends, both of Andy's both friends. Both of Andy's friends. She was posing as like the other one, right? Some of some of that. So like here, when, when I did CPS training and we had to, we talked about like, because with abuse, you that's that's you can be prosecuted for abusing someone and so we talked a lot about like we had detectives come in and be like i can lie you cannot so you can't lie when you're doing an investigation and asking questions you can like sort of dance around like oh i've noticed some people feel this way or some people do this and it's totally normal but i like as a detective they can lie to get your confession whereas Mm -hmm. You know, other people can't. And so I think that I, again, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. And if we have any listeners that are lawyers, you know, I want to drop like 
some information in like a at Apple podcast review, feel free to do so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, five stars could be part of your legal advice. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't matter. But um, like we're really just kind of doing this for us and we're happy that people are, uh, I guess, seem to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, so I, I wonder about that, though. Like, would that have would that back and forth have been OK? Because technically... Yeah, she did lie, but that's not illegal to lie and get right, that right. information. But I'm also like, but there's duplicity things that are happening. Yeah, like if she'd gained anything, like obviously when she did the breaking and entering at the house, she didn't really find anything because what she was trying to find. Well, she did find the diary. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I guess the, the planner. The planner and that's how she got a Mr. majority Ward's of her number. information. Mm-hmm. That's how she connected yeah. those two. Mm-hmm. exactly so like yeah how are you gonna and and ultimately if these people didn't confess like if they didn't find becca on top of you know pip trying to strangle her and they didn't find you know mr ward at this house with the lady up in his attic i don't think any of it would have stick stuck mm-hmm. none of it would have stuck i the mean tr- because she did it so illegally go ahead the strongest information she had was when she got onto um max's like second profile nancy okay. tango tits yes yes and there was a picture where Ravi, like there was obviously someone else taking the picture. And I don't, not Ravi, Ooh, sorry, Ravi, Sal. Ravi, Sal. Sal's Sal. taking the picture, yeah. Yeah. And you can like see it in a mirror or something. It was That was legal. Though. You know, that was Yeah, that was legal. very legal. That was and very that's good pretty good. Yeah, pretty good evidence there. But that was it. That like, was it. Yeah, she's like, I can go to the police with the picture. And it's like, that's great. But then they'll just say that the timeline's wrong then. And he just left at a different time. And she died at a di- You know, that's essentially. Like there was a lot of ways to the get rid of it yeah, at that point. Like, they would have just, you know. The thing is, though, her her attempting to recreate the timeline, her and and uh, Ravi, was really funny. Because it also happens in Serial. It does. If you've ever listened to that. So they try to mm-hmm. recreate the time. And. Um, it was really interesting, you know, obviously, like, coming into it, you had the feeling that Sal's going to be innocent anyway, because yeah. things just aren't adding up. I thought that it would have been a cool twist if at the end you found out, like, hey, Sal did it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was more to really, the story, but Sal did do it, yeah. Like, yeah, like, more to the story, but then in the end, you're like, wow, Sal actually did it. But finding out um, the information that we did, like, there was, okay, real quick. So, you know, the Ivy house, right? Mm -hmm. Where she was meeting with Mr. Ward to have sex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. She only had less than a handful of times, but yeah. Right. And so there was an, there was a part where in Andy's um, diary, it had said HH and she had connected that to Howie's house, like Howie's house at 630 or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. when they go to the Ivy house, there's a man there named like, henry hill or something like that mm. and i noticed that as a big red herring because at first i thought this man murdered her i'm like he's gonna have something to do with this when he didn't i was so surprised and i don't know if it was smart thinking on the author's part like because i really like a good red herring put in places where yeah. it completely throws you off so i didn't know and i didn't know if you ladies had noticed that because I didn't she had said the grandma with the dementia had said like ah oh, i've seen her around here she was just here like two weeks ago and yeah, then i was like andy's alive she's the one sending yeah he was alive the whole time i was so yeah, surprised that andy was actually dead yeah i was you know they hinted at it a lot 
And, um, but when, when he was, she was in the Ivy house and she showed the picture to the guy and he's like, well, I don't know. And we know now it was Becca, you know, at the end you find out it was Becca who went to the Ivy house to try to figure out who was the man she was seeing kind of thing because whatever. Um, but I thought for sure, I thought this man's going to come back into it. So I kept his, you know, him in my mind and he never came back. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I also thought like I was going to be mad though, if Andy was alive and I, I know that sounds her? really mean. No, I would have um, been. Okay, let's be honest. Sal, this super sweet kind of dude, died for this awful person. Can we talk about that? She kind of was awful. She's a fictional character, so I can say what I want. Uh, she was <laughs> fucking awful. Just a right. terrible person. And Sal, this person who had a bright future, died to cover up her murder. Right. Senseless death. Senseless completely. So if he had been the one that actually had been murdered and framed and then she turned out to be alive i probably would have had different feelings about this book yeah right like if because i think at the beginning pip kind of gives some (laughs) pip gives like these um possible scenarios Mm -hmm. and each one of them were exactly what i was thinking like oh like andy faked her own death or whatever she had you know she had an accomplice like they killed sal um together like or she killed sal or whatever like she mm-hmm. wanted to use him as like a scapegoat or you know someone killed them both or whatever whatever and then yeah. you find out that two separate events that mr ward's like wow um, also how dare he how dare he just listen it the odd it's the audacity for me it's the fact he loses his wife, I get it. I get you want attention. You made a bad decision, though, and you're going to have to live with the fact that you made it. And you can't say, man, I don't want to lose my kids because I've already lost my wife and I don't want them to be without a father. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Their mom died that. from cancer and now their dads are murdering assholes. Yeah. Good like, job. You really succeeded. And yeah. I didn't want that to be the case for because I had suspicions early on about mm-hmm. Mr. Ward. And then when she confronted him, I thought, OK, that makes sense. Like the whole bullying thing makes sense. And it was right? true. It still was true. But mm-hmm. um, it was just the idea that I thought, I don't want this to be it. So when they went in and I'm like, Andy's in an attic. I'm like, you know, whatever. I didn't want that to be it. So with the whole. It wasn't even though, Andy. And it well, wasn't. I was felt, by the end of it. I felt so bad for her. The trauma. The trauma. The mental, like, uh, capability of a 12-year-old. Yes, she did. And she came from an abusive background. So, I think Mr. Ward she was being treated so nice. being fed. Exactly. She was being fed. She was being treated nicely. And so, I'm not saying he should have done what he did by any means. Because it sounds like she had been taken to a group home at that point. Um, But he was like, I think he tried to comfort himself with this idea of, well, she was in, she's doing better now. And she likes it here. And. Well, yeah, she likes it there. Right. And he, I could see how he's like, man, the trauma that I caused her had caused her to be like this, you know. And mm. so now that I did this, this is my responsibility. I've got to take care of it. But at the same time, though, like I said. He can like, do two things, a really good father and a really shitty person. Yeah. Mm. And I can see how, uh, you know, that he definitely was like, a. it seemed like a good father, but also a very shitty person. Um but yeah, it was just so selfish to me. Like, well, a lot of selfish movements in this entire mm-hmm. thing, right? I think Ravi was the only one who just was not completely selfish to me. And I, I actually was, thought in the I, end, Ravi was going to have something to do with it. Oh, really? I went, 
every possibility every possibility and i went through everything and so i was like how no, big of a thing turn. would it have been if like ravi because like she would get these notes and it's like oh, i'm gonna have to stop and she's like i'm you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna drop it ravi like i don't want to know and he's like oh you need to keep going and so and i was like hmm ravi like, no i sincerely so i talked about the age gap in the beginning so we're just going to erase it from my brain and pretend that she's a little older than she is i know she's not far away from 18 but she's still 17 um so we're just gonna you know do an erase thing because i was 17 until i turned 18 (laughs) (laughs) i was 17 until i turned 18 so i was 17 my entire senior year of of high school i turned 18 the day i after i got dropped off at college so I was still underage, technically, until I got to college. So I don't know what Pippa's birthday was like. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I so I'm just going to erase the, because it, it causes too, me too much strife and the cognitive distortion, uh, dissonance is too much for me. So we're just going to mm. pretend it's not there. Um, mm. I super, super enjoyed, though, that he came back and was like, I thought about it and I realized uh-huh it's because somebody threatened you and i was like oh look at your detective work good job sir listen i know because i hate like in the movies and stuff when you have to break somebody's heart you know in order to be like hey you don't want anything to do with this like just and it's happened in so many things and i thought Mm -hmm. not not to little ravi and then she'll have to go back and apologize but when he came back the next day i was like yes like good for you you used your brainsies Mm -hmm. I'm like, the whole, everybody in here, if they just use their brainsies, I'm like, it yeah. could be really well, nice. And he recognized that he knew her as a character, as a person. He knew what kind of, like, her personality. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, you're right, we see that a lot of, it's like, but if you really knew her, you would know that she's lying to you. And you should dig right. a little deeper. Mm-hmm. So I, I did enjoy that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I enjoyed Ravi. I thought he was like their dynamic, him and Pip. I thought they made a cute little team. Yes, they You did. know, I like that they he did. was there for backup. She did make shitty, shitty decisions. She, like, when they went into Howie Bauer's home, um, <laughs> knowing he was a drug dealer and brought the guy, you know. The if you brother. listen to enough true crime podcasts, you should always be like, there's probably a gun in that house. It's right America. There's exactly. probably a weapon in that house, especially when there's substances involved. Right? No way he's just sitting there cramming beers and he's like, Yeah, let me tell you no. about it. <sighs> yeah. Here you go. I gave her a burner phone. She said she hit it right here in this spot right here. <laughs> They're from Connecticut. They do not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> how it talks. I like that you made the drug dealer really redneck. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, oh God! And Here now he's old. <laughs> sure is. You're welcome, sweetie. Sure is. <laughs> you want some weed? <laughs> Here's some roofies. They should. Fuck, you fuck can that, use though. them at the parties. So yeah, that one was really interesting when because I I forgot about Becca having to get the morning after pill. Like mm. I forgot about her yeah. going to the one calamity party. Like I forgot. So when Pippa put that together with the morning after pill, um, Max and roofies, and knowing that you I will know, say this much about Pep. I love her gumption. I'm so sorry. I love her gumption when she calls Max and she goes, "Don't fucking lie to me." And I'm like, "Yes, Pippa." He's he's in a totally different space. You can lock your front door when you have this phone conversation. This is safe. Mm-hmm. 
I like this a lot. But yeah. Right. And the fact that she recorded it. And in the end, they said like four people ended up in handcuffs. You've got mm-hmm. Howie, I think they took in, right? Well, because he, he was, was providing drug drugs. Dealer. And then you've got Mr. Ward. Obviously, you got Becca. Mm-hmm. And you've got um, Max, Max, who deserved it because he was Fuck a sleazeball. Yeah. And I mean, not only was he a sleazeball, but, and I know the hit and run's not going to come up. And that sucks. I really hate that because it mm-hmm. seems like Naomi really wanted to get help. She wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. But it sucks for that person that they're going to be paralyzed and paraplegic for the rest of their life and no one gets to see justice for it you know like i that's one thing too like realistically i want to protect the people i love so i understand but at the same time it's like you did a dumb consequences have actions actions have consequences whichever (laughs) however that goes (laughs) because the whole time it's like well naomi's sensitive and she needs to you know we have to take care of her and it's like she's a grown adult and she's living with this and she's so sensitive because she's living with guilt and she knows what she did and she probably should have done better if she was like hey by the way uh, i was a stupid teenager i did this i'm sorry you don't have to forgive me because it's not up to you to forgive me you don't have the owners in this situation i do Right? Like, they were all drinking, but Max was definitely at fault. Like, all of them, they should have just went in again. And I hate to say that. They should have went in against Max. And I get that he was rich or whatever, just going. But so so was she. I am going to say sorry about that. Fuck that guy. Not only did he know better... He like he legitimately was like, I can drive, and they believed him, and they shouldn't have because listen, you know your friends. I'm sorry, you know your friends. You absolutely do know your friends. And that if drinking Sarah told you guys she can drive, she's lying. She's I, a liar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I well, she can say we're intoxicated as well. So they probably their judgment wasn't there. Um, yeah. Also, do you I'm think Mr. Ward texted them all and said, I know what you did last summer? Because I swear <laughs> that's all I thought of. Like <laughs> the whole time I was like, this feels like a ripoff. <laughs> that is a complete ripoff of exact because also, okay. Of, sorry. Like, I mean, of the Ward. movie and the book. He right. He read Naomi's diary to figure that information out. Yes, because he? he's like, I no, want to know what I'm going to hurt herself. And it's like, you need no, to No, that's not how you do that. That is, yeah, that's how you lose trust. That's mm-hmm. how you lose trust. You ask. If you're worried about, okay, just a quick If I write my diary that I want to die, it's because I'm trying to get it out. Of, you know, and, and I'm not yeah. saying I do that, but I can see a teenager who just went through something horrendous with losing her mom, mm-hmm. you know, and the We don't always write everything that's true. We don't. Right. You, you write it how you feel. Like, what you're feeling, you get it out. That's why I always said, like, if someone read my diary, they would think it was only bad things. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, here's the bad things I want to talk about. Because I talk to, about good things, you know. Mm-hmm. Other, like, it gets the negative out. And then I have time for the positive. Yeah. Um, sort of I like, used to know, screen my own thing. diary because I was scared that my brother would read it. Mm-hmm. So it was very edited. I wrote in code. The same code that we all created. We did. When we were in high oh, school to send those so back nice. and forth. Oh, Do you know yeah. What it says now at all? Uh, nope, sure don't. <laughs> I, I remember either. this. The flying saucer was you. I know that much. I remember certain things and certain things I don't. Mm-hmm. That was. But yeah. for that reason, yeah, yeah. I mean, diaries exactly. are precious. If you're concerned, you just ask. You're not putting yeah. the idea in their head if you ask. I did not. They're already um, thinking about writing code. So if anybody wants to go back, I still have my diary from high school, and it's yeah. But um, your parents, there was like you guys had pretty decent boundaries. 
you know. Yeah, my parents never read my diary that I know of. And if they did, they probably felt embarrassed for me and just put it back. <laughs> They're like, oh, no. <laughs> they just left that right back It's in like, there. today, Heather in class my bra while we were in Latin class. <laughs> ah! I didn't get it. I didn't get I... it put back together until Jim, when Delia had to go fishing up my shirt. <laughs> like, and I swear to God that happened. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, that's right. I swear to God. Like all Seriously, of a sudden we see who sitting there. you and who puts you back together. We know this in the French. Rubbing my back. I was like, man, yeah. I was like, this is great. I also think like one time of the month and I'm like, oh, this feels so nice. And all of a sudden, no bra. And I was like, oh dear. And I'm like walking <laughs> it into <laughs> You're like, can you fix this, please? Yeah, sir, I can fix this. No problem. <laughs> like everyone's gonna see me reaching back there trying to get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. That's um, on me. I probably should have done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was. It it's was a lovely funny. memory for all of us. Listen, I, uh, I, like I stand by what I did, but I probably shouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> adult me has been me coming be to terms with the embarrassing the and the funny, and I think, mm-hmm. and I put them both together, and I can appreciate it. Like those two times I fell down the stairs, embarrassing. Yeah, fucking funny. Absolutely, <laughs> I tell everyone <laughs> about those times. Yes, it can be two things. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know, like I can tell stories and it's like, uh, you know, and we all remember some embarrassing stories about each other. Mm-hmm. That was something recently I was reading. But at the same time, it's like I'm an adult now and I can look back and be like, that happened. And that was really funny. Yeah. It seemed like the end of the world at the time. It did. It right. Did. Everything seems like the end of the world at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's why I'm surprised Pip lived. I'm so Listen, surprised. Sometimes you're like, you know, Pip, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you won a Darwin Award in the future. Oh, yeah. Right? I was just um, talking about a Darwin Award mm-hmm. on she Sunday. Was. She was. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I'd forgotten about Do you the remember Darwin they Award. used to come out yearly? I don't know if they still do. I don't and either. Mr. Crumb used to read those to us. Remember? Yes. Yeah. He did. He was a Yes, they did. Research. We're going to have to look that up. Um also, if they quick, don't still have them, Darwin Awards, for those of you that don't know, are um, awards for people that died in the most stupid way that it makes sense that you got taken out because, mm-hmm. like, evolutionarily, you were too stupid to pass on those genes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like a really chair on the balcony. That was, yep. He's standing on it and then you rolled off as, you know, Darwin Awards. See? A part of me is so scared when I hear these stories because I think in my mind and I'm like, Sarah, would you have done that? And then I try to tell myself no, but then a part of me is like, uh, maybe. You oh, yeah, they still have them. <gasps> Yay. Look them up. Uh, it's sad and funny at the same time. You're like, ah, oh, a person died. That's really unfortunate. But at the same time, it's like that. that... <laughs> it's educational to not do the things they did. Yeah, though. don't do the things. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know. Learning opportunity. It's an opportunity, a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Um, but back to the book, All right. I do mm-hmm. appreciate that Pip had a very um, supportive household. Like oh, it seems yeah. like her her dad was very supportive, you know, even though he wasn't like her biological father. Obviously, he was still her father. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, her mom. Um, I did know going into the book, because I, I don't know if I warned you guys, though, about the, the death of the dog, because um, it was like a trigger warning that somebody had posted online, oh, because yeah. I like to know if like an animal or anything's going to die, because I can't handle. I figured as soon as the dog disappeared, I was like, that dog is dead. 
Yeah. And I was like, Holly Jackson, what a ballsy move. Yeah. In a YA novel to kill a dog, which it comes out later that it was an accidental death. Right. They had captured the dog. Accidental my ass. If you didn't keep your, if you kept your paws to yourself, you dumb bitch, Becca. Sorry, I shouldn't talk. Yeah, if you kept your paws to yourself, then that puppy's paws would still be running through Pip's house. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That's right. But, but, You're not wrong. I best. agree. So I tried, so, like, I, I read that part, and I'm like, you. don't cry, Sarah. I'm like, don't cry. You knew about this. I knew it was coming. And I was mm-hmm. like, don't do it. I was impressed. I was like, oh, this is a spicy read. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I oh, man, it. that just went I up a notch. Gonna, I, I, I didn't I think know, it'd go there. I did, but I didn't think that it would, like... Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird because I was like, the dog is dead. And at the same time, there's that hope burning in the back of your brain. Like, maybe the dog's not dead. At the same time, you're like, but like, stalkers kill dogs. Obviously, somebody's watching you. Right. Yep. Um, also, Which, if you listen to True Crime Podcasts, you should know better. Dumbass. Yeah, for her Pip. saying like she was listening, she listens to True Crime and stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't. For somebody think- who listens to True Crime, yeah. you went out for a walk in the dark. You left your dog off leash. In the dark, after somebody had already broken into your house and is watching you, absolutely. And you've got yeah. She'd received several messages at that point. Yeah, like you text any worse. Now I do like the differentiation, like because two two different people sending her the the messages. I like the fact that that one was Mister Work because it's like Pippa, leave this alone, and the other one's like die, bitch. Yeah, you know, right. And then you know that one's like it's Becca. Like a, almost a uh, generational thing too, a little bit, right? Yeah, like Becca's yeah. younger, she's sending the texts. Mister yeah. Wayne's mm-hmm. older, he's giving the notes in the like, here, Let me slip yeah. this right here. You know that was super smart though. Her tracking the printing. Yeah, that was really smart. I would have not thought about that or thought about it. I would have not thought. I didn't know that was a thing. Thought about it. I wouldn't have thought about it. Not at all. Uh, so it's giving me good ideas for future future Sarah. To know when she murders how everyone. To di- yeah, I was going to say, how to dispose of a body. Do not print anything on a printer. <laughs> um, I can that. say here up front, Becca was dumb. Uh, can we talk about how Becca was dumb? One, um, the fact that she herself is trying to be a journalist, right? Mm. She herself is a journalist. You're putting yourself um, in, the, in the public's eye. Are you crazy? She, you know people are going to dig for your backstory. Uh, yes, and the fact that when she's like, hey, go here and uh, I want you to, um, you know, smash your computer and smash your hard drives and smash bring all, all the things, things, bring all the extra things. Yeah, and, and she's like, like, come on, destroy all the evidence. And it's like, if you were a good journalist, you would know that that evidence was not destroyed because mm-hmm. email is a thing. The internet, mm-hmm. the interwide web, the web, the world, if it's wide, there, it's the there web. forever. Yeah, yeah, as a thing. And, um, you know, and like she told Robbie, she's like, I didn't destroy it all. Like I sent it all to myself. Of course, Becca was dumb. Also in the same, in the same mindset, Pippa was dumb, which we've talked about, but mm-hmm. she mentioned a lot of her. I don't think the horse is dead yet. We should keep being Escapades. It. <laughs> um, escapades. Escapades. Yeah. Yeah. You're using it. She, so all of her, she puts them in her capstone. She puts them in her capstone. And I'm like. Your teacher's going to read this and immediately have to be like, "Some, let's go to the police. <laughs> you found out way too much information. Yeah. I don't think yep. this is about the media anymore, Pip. <laughs> like, yep. right. Well, this she, knew, she like... it was a cover. She knew it was a cover. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, and at the end, when she's standing there with Robbie and she's like, I didn't do it alone. You don't have to disqualify me. And it's like, really? Like, they're we not did the most. Also, uh, listen, we grew up and graduated from small town in Kentucky, a graduating class of 56 people. Keeping that in mind, uh, other people out there, did anybody have to do a capstone for your senior year of high school? I was very interested by that. Or is that like a, like, is that a, other is people that, did it? And is that, is that a British a, thing? British thing. Because Holly Jackson, you say. British. Yeah. Like, obviously, we did, like, my senior seminar in college. Yeah, I had like, to do that in college. Paper, but, like, I never, in high school, I mean, other than a few articles we had to write about, I don't know, random stuff. There was nothing. Yeah, we had our no reflection way. collection. We had our senior memory yeah, book. The senior memory book, yeah. Those are things that took, like, a long time. That was over the, yeah, that was over the, I guess that would be a senior project. But it was really like a culmination of you as a person it was more like yeah. i appreciate that book i still have it to this day i don't have a lot yeah. of like stuff from like from other shit that happened but i have that book and um so it was really lovely thank you miss sloan for making us do that mm-hmm. um but that wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't really like a big deal though because it was mostly just where did you come from where are you planning on going <laughs> where did you come from where, where did you go <laughs> where did you come from but like important things to you those sorts of things that was i i really kind of but that wasn't the same thing as let's do this research and you have to cite it and you have to do a presentation right we just put it in a book and we gave it to our peoples so. Like me now, yeah, totally. I'll get involved in an investigation. I'll tell you, you know, whatever you want to know. Like in college, I did a presentation about um, the Zodiac Killer and who I thought Ooh. was the killer. It was really interesting. Um, that was the and first I because you know, speech class. Everybody is like, whatever. And that was the one that got people to actually pay attention. And I'm like, yeah, I can talk about murder all day. Like, let's mm. do it. I have like, an interesting in true crime. I will say interest. Mm. Instead of it's like um, my favorite thing to talk about. Uh, moving on. Ah, absolutely. But, <laughs> but not really. But I'm not. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do like that Pippa came up. Like we have the suspect list at the end of each like kind That's of capstone. Nice. Mm-hmm. And mm. she would add people. Um, I really thought Bold that Nat people. De Silva's brother was going to have more to do with it. Like I really yes. thought that. What was his name? Jason? Jason Bell is the dad. No, Nat Jason is- was the dad. Yeah, yeah, Nat was the girl. Mm-hmm. Broski was. I just Jason? called him Jason De Silva. No, Jason Bell. Jason Bell. No, Remember, Jason Bell. I, I don't know what. No brain. Not doing brain things. <laughs> I, I was like, I saw on, Jason. Brain. Yeah, I literally I just said Jason Bell. I could just look, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. So there was um, that. I like that she had that. Daniel. Um, so I really thought he, Daniel is his name. That is it. Correct. Ding ding ding. Danny boy. Winner, Daniel. Uh, so that was that was cool. I like the pieces kind of coming together. Things that mm-hmm. make sense. Like when Max is like, "Hey, I did find this naked picture. Creepy. Right. I kept it. Right. Uh, completely. But then he's like, "I did find it in the like he did find it in the back of a school because, room because yeah, I didn't believe him. I was left like, it there. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's lying. Yeah, I thought he was lying for sure. Liar. <laughs> and then um, I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. But after what else said, was there? I'm not there sure was some I more. Be that anymore. What? Yeah, what was that there saying? was <laughs> Princess Bride, of course. 
There is more. Um, I'm trying to think. But, like, overall, I wish there was a better way to explain it. Like, if I were the readers, um, I'm not trying to recommend that the best way to get through the timeline of everything that we're explaining is just to read it. Because I wish I could connect all the dots. But I think the author did a pretty good job of that. Well, and there's so many details that I can't remember what happened first or what happened next. I can tell you the details, but I just don't know what in order order that we... Uh, found things out as the reader yeah absolutely so that was you know um pretty much it i think that her and ravi like i was seeing their relationship bloom i figured they'd get together Mm -hmm. um like you i was concerned about the age gap but i'm just gonna pretend she turned 18 right at the end there yeah Mm -hmm. that that sounds good let's do that suspend some disbelief yeah, I'm just going to pretend that happened. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to do with her friends, except for like, oh, I don't want to ruin Kara's life, but Kara's family keeps doing some weird stuff. Kara's <laughs> family dropping like flies. So I, I've been learning a lot in therapy lately and been talking a lot with other people about the idea of uh, you are not responsible for other people's feelings. You are not responsible for other people's actions. So they did the things that they did. And sure, you could, you know, dig your head in the sand and not pay any attention to it but you also have to like the only person you're responsible for is yourself and Mm -hmm. how are you gonna feel if you don't say anything or if you don't do anything Mm -hmm. you know exactly unfortunately Um, all you can do is be there to be supportive of Kara it sounded like she not got over it but she didn't blame Pip for what happened Right. Yeah, and I, that's what I was afraid was going to happen. She's going to be like, man, if she hadn't gone digging, like we wouldn't. But at the same time, you have to think, well, your dad really murdered Sal. And how, oh, yeah, here's what I was going to say. How dare he, how dare he um, just not only kill Sal mm-hmm. and to frame him for it, Which but how shit. dare he whisper these sweet things about what Yale looks like to him and I, I get he's like i wanted him to go peacefully let the boy go to yale don't murder him then. yeah let him go <laughs> let him these things for himself it Jeez. feels yeah. like salt in the wound really yes it now, does. i mean really, here's all the things you'll dying, never see like, yes, uh, you know mm-hmm. saying sweet nothings to me it would be different something. if he was like already incoherent like blown up or something i don't know i'm thinking about soldiers in war honestly of like you know you get that peaceful idea let me right, let he's me on speak the verge you into death, death. That's fine because you didn't have a hand in that. But you literally took this boy's future away. You you killed him. And now you're like, oh, I'll fix it. You're like, this this makes it all better. No, it doesn't, sir. Eat shit and die. He's like, I tried to ease his mind and I held his hand as he died. Yes, his murderer held his hand. That was super comforting. You know it was. This man that he feels total betrayal from. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Hold my hand and tell me what you looks like. Gosh. Like, thank you, sir, for your recommendation you to that place like, I'm never going to go to. favorite high school teacher holding your hand after they've murdered you and talking oh, you to death. I don't like that That would have been devastating. Um, yeah. I'm going to say my favorite was Bobby Lynn Moore, and she would murder me. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God, she was fantastic. Uh, is fantastic. She was wonderful. I love There's... her. And the way that she still, like, wishes everyone, like, happy birthday and stuff. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the best. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, we've been out of school for, like, 10 years, and I still get Facebook messages from her. <laughs> like, oh, no, happy birthday. So I'm like, thank you. How are I you? I know. It's I want like... to go see her and just be like, look at her. Like, hello. It's all. It seems weird. I mean, in the best way. It, it is weird, but we know Because there are some, like, after – 
after high school there's and i'm I'm just up front random but there are some where i'm like okay it's probably better like i should remember you as i did in high school because i don't know if i like the adult you like you well, know, I don't after, know. I, after i went to college and i decided to feel and think different things and now i look back and i'm like mm, we mm-hmm. would uh the current you is probably not going to be friends with the current me or right. I'm not going to appreciate you as a person. So I'm just going to like let you like, kind of live in the memory exactly. instead mm-hmm. of living in the present. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. there are so teachers there... that it's not the same. I'm like... That's me, like especially going back and working like at the school for a little mm-hmm. bit. I was like, you were just not who I thought you were. Like you mm-hmm. just, you know, not don't like that um which isn't people are allowed to be who they want to be but it just Absolutely. sucks when it's not the nice version of them that you saw you know you see as a student it's like, like breaking the glass yeah 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 on how i met your mother they talk about once you break your glass you see something in someone and you can't unsee it yeah yeah once you break the glass Absolutely. on someone that you held in a certain respect it's just i don't know mm-hmm. I can say though, something. Bobby Lynn and like Mr. Crumb never let me down. I will God. say they were they were just the best. And I'm not meaning to just put their names out there. It's just Sarah appreciating them for who they were because mm-hmm. I feel like they were the most real and they really shaped me into being the most real me. So I concur. Yes, it's going to be real. I can't believe I'm she hasn't come up on the more, podcast but... yet, though, guys. This is like the first time we've talked about her. We talked about Mr. Crumb first. How how dare we? <laughs> Jeez. Wait, we might have talked about her during the cask of Amontillado. Amonto, Amonto. I just we listened probably, to that episode because know? I was checking it for my other coworker who I I told you guys this before we hit record, but readers, I, when I recommend something to somebody, I re-listen to it so I make sure that they are the audience I spoke for. Because sometimes I'm like, mm, you're not going to appreciate this. I don't talk about these things with you because you're not going to appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um and we did not talk about her. We did talk about having read it in high school, but we didn't talk about I her. I see. Oh, no. well, that's on us. Yeah. RB, oh, RB, we love you. Absolutely. RB. We do. We do. Um, there was something We're- else I was going to say. Oh, do you guys have anything else about the book? Because I think I've pretty much gone through. I, can I thought it. Yeah. We can yeah. do a final, final thoughts with a recommendation. Yes. If you guys are ready for that. I am ready. Oh! I'll go first because um, I'm just going to insert myself into this first. Um, so 10 out of 10. Recommend. Do that? I read it as a book form, not an audiobook, because obviously audiobooks in me have a hard time. So I read it. Got it done really quickly. I think it was an easy read. But like you said, not too easy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like I think it was written well. Yeah, um, I was really I was really impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Considering Absolutely. it's it's YA. I didn't think it'd be that good. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. And yeah, so I would recommend it. Uh, like I said, I feel like I could go on and read the other books that she's written. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, overall, like you you kind of said, like I wouldn't have really guessed the ending. Like I might have guessed one, but not the other or vice versa. But yeah. I wasn't expecting you know, like I knew there was one big bad that we weren't hitting on. And then for it to be Turns her sister, out, I was like, man, I should have seen bads. that. Yeah, yeah. Too, absolutely. So that was really interesting. Um, can I say, I mean, yeah, some of the parts might have been probably a little bit cheesy, but for a book itself, like, that's not a problem for me because I definitely I was what- invested, even with Pip being stupid. I definitely was like, I was feeling the things. She did all the things right as an author. You made your right. audience feel things, even if it mm-hmm. was like, God bless it, Pip. Could you be any stupider? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I can say, um, you know, 
two things that I forgot to bring up real quick. One, uh, the part where she was roofied and she was experiencing like hallucinations. Oh, yeah, so well cool. written. Like I've obviously not been roofied. Mm-hmm. I've not hallucinated like that ever in my life, but um, I can only imagine. But the way she was describing things, like just very well done, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, just very well done. I don't know if she's researched it, you know, but uh, I really believe Pip you know, in that moment, like it was really interesting, like very suspenseful for her to be running. And then all of a sudden Becca's here and then oh, this tree grabbed me, but the tree's a person and like mm-hmm. weird things like that, you know? Yeah. And um, there was that. And two, <sighs> another thing about Pippa is that she was tailing all these other people while being tailed by Becca throughout this mm-hmm. whole thing, mm-hmm. essentially. That's um, and the, you know, and I didn't think about that because, there was like a point where I think Stanley goes to see Howie, and I don't think we know why and Stanley. Him and him and Daniel have a little bit of a like chit chat too. So mm-hmm. I wonder. Large parts of me want to be like, well, he may he may have been working with the police to like do run a sting on oh Howie boy over here, or Howie was like a, I don't know his informant informant for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sometimes. like I think that that could have been the case, and maybe um, why so- he didn't go after Howie so hard, even though. Uh, Andy Bell's car was found right in front of his fucking house. Right. And she ran the plates and like she did like Pip did a lot of invest. Well, Pip didn't run the plates, but you know, she did a lot of investigative work. I'll give her that. Like she found a lot of things. She remembered a lot of details. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Sal's appreciate- the one that wrote the pl- plates down in his phone. Yeah. Yep. He was the one. So smart Sal for thinking, you know, good for him for figuring out what was going on and then, you know, saying like, hey, you need to stop or I'm going to end things. It seems like he was just too nice for her. Like it was he was just such a nice guy. But anyway, um, yeah, appreciated that. I thought the details were great. So on a scale of one to I don't I devote my life to it and I I would not. I will give it a good no, I would I won't I would would say a nine. A good nine out of ten because I think that uh I'm I'm gonna take off for just some of the things I found a little cheesy, but nothing's gonna be perfect in that Mm -hmm. regard. Um but yeah. (laughs) What was that? Oh, I dropped something on my ukulele. Oh, um, I wondered. It sounded musical. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like an, an, I would give it a 9 out of 10. I'd like to read the rest and see where it goes from here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick before I go into my recommendation, I want to say that no, Andy didn't deserve to die. At the <laughs> same time, though, um, maybe a little bit of compassion for your sister who you were an instrumental piece of getting her date raped. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that oh, you yeah. were like in a rivalry against her, but can we talk about how that was a really shitty thing to do, and then to not feel bad about it after the fact? Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I actually... don't feel large part of me don't feel bad that Becca was like, "I'm just gonna stand here and watch you die," because like, fuck you. Yeah. Well, you know, and I didn't even think to mention it, but yeah, you go up to your sister and you're like, "Hey, you know, he roofied me. He raped me." And then it's she's like, fault. I, don't have, you yeah, him like, I, don't, I don't have time for this. Like, I can't deal with this. Like, so on, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And the fact that you know that she was the one who sold it to him um, has to be heartbreaking mm-hmm. that she played an instrumental role in, like, the one of the most traumatic things. And then, and I do think, real quick, 
um, before I leave this because I know I'm interjecting again. I thought it was really neat how they talk about the farmhouse and how she, Becca didn't want it to be renovated because her dad was going to buy it and she wanted it to go to a good family or whatever. And then you just find out Andy's in the septic tank. And I thought that was really neat. Um, But at the same time, I think it says something about, you know, like, I don't know, because normally the way that you dispose of a body says about like how I don't want to say how you feel about them, but like if you have remorse or not. So for her putting her in I didn't a even realize thing, we just kept telling her saying that she was a shitty person this entire podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, made the connection. She was true. Yep. Becca also felt that way. <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah. Um. I, I liked this book a lot. I think um, even if I was like, Pip, you're dumb, I still enjoyed that. I, I liked being, oh, sometimes you just like being mad. I'm like, God, you're mm-hmm. an idiot. I really enjoy this feeling. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, I can't do this right now. Like sometimes when you like to be mad and yeah. then your significant other's like, why are you upset? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sit like, in it for a while. <laughs> that uh, yeah. country song by Terry Clark that I just want to be mad for a little while kind of speaks to me sometimes. I'm like, I, you know what? Yeah. I'll, like, I'll be better yeah. later. Just let me be mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'll apologize later if you deserve it. Sometimes you're the one that needs to apologize. I'm going to be mad until you do so. Mm, be a little bit more introspective. Thank you. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't I, – I, I quit apologizing when I'm not in the wrong because uh, I'm not in the wrong here. So I'll be introspective and decide if I'm in the wrong, and then I will go from there. Um, and if I am wrong, I'll give you an apology. But if not, then mm-hmm. no. It, the onus is on you because you fucked up. Anyway, moving on. So I would not uh, devote my life to it, but I will give it a strong seven. Will I read the rest of the books? Uh, Probably not, just because I've read some of the synopsis and I'm like, "Uh, I I feel like she summed up the story pretty well. And I'm okay with that. Um, Is it a continuation of the same thing? One of them is they're doing a podcast. Her and Ravi are doing a podcast of this case. And some stuff comes up, and I'm. Like, oh, I thought those were good. like it would be different stories about things like, that she's, like she's investigating. Doing, yeah, if it was, and I could be wrong. I really just glanced at it, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to read that." Mm-mm. Um, right. I think it was very well told here, and even mm-hmm. though there were other things they could have delved into. Well, there's like, like some suspense neat. that comes up with the podcast thing, and I was so uh, there's like other things that I could see. Listen, this writer's pretty creative. I'm sure she could pull something out of her ass. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm like, eh, I'm going to be. Okay, yeah, I think it was a good book. Like, I was scared to pick it for book club because I thought, well, maybe it's like something it's you'd have to read the rest. But I was, mm-hmm. if as a standalone, I think it was good. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was a good pick as a standalone. You don't have to go further than this if you don't want to. Yeah, I was uh, pretty selfish with Dark Fever, and I'm not sad about it. So, <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> Still have to read book four. Um. Anyway, uh. So yes, uh, six, six or seven. I honestly. If it was a, should you read it? It is a 10. You should read it. It was very, very good. Is it a, I'm going to devote my life to it? It's going to be a seven for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Those are my mm-hmm. final thoughts. I love it. Um, yeah, pretty much everything we've already said. Um, I think it had a lot of believable points to it. A lot of things that I enjoyed, really well written, 
uh, love some good twists and turns and red herrings and all those things. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's also going to be a seven out of 10. I would definitely read it again. I will consider reading more of the series, but I'm not going to devote my life to it. Yeah. Yeah. That 10 is reserved for some strong things, you know? Oh, Mm-hmm. Well, now I don't feel like I should change mine. Maybe an eight and a half. No, no, no. no, no. The no. nine is good. I said ten. The nine. ten is reserved for strong things. The nine is good. Okay. And it's your opinion, too. If you're ready to devote your life, then girl, do it. Like me and Ready Player One, you guys didn't write it the same thing I did. Look right. That, right. I'll, I'll be in individuals and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. being individuals. And then later, you know, we'll get drunk and be like, so how dare you? Sorry, it's so bitch. You just give it a nine. That was you so have dumb. no good taste. Like, why are we even doing this? Okay. Oh my god. So speaking of being an individual, have you guys seen Dairy Girls? No, I've heard good things. No, Karen no. and George, I really like it. It's very, very fun. I really love it. But at one point, Clara says, uh, I thought we were being individuals this year. And she goes, my mom wouldn't let me, Claire. She goes, well, I'm not being an individual on my own. And she takes off her, her jean jacket. And it's so, oh, it's just oh, so good. That's so really great. I'm okay with us being individuals on our own, unless you don't want to be. <laughs> I am. Let's Sarah, cast. I guess I'll be. Oh, I'm so excited for the cast. Okay. Me too. <clears throat> so... I kept looking online to see if you guys uh, posted your. Cast. I did it uh, right as we started. Yeah, I have uh, not done it. That's okay. Well, forgive me. I'm really excited for the casting. Heather says so. I can do it right now. Oh no, no, I've done the casting, but I didn't put it on the thing. Oh, that's fine. On the drive. Okay. Yeah. I would like to preface my casting by saying that uh, if it was left up to me, I would have just taken everybody from Bridgerton and slotted them in different places because that's Ooh. what I've recently been obsessed with, and it would have been a perfect oh, way Bridgerton. to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm still in season one. I got to finish it. I got to. Okay, let me explain no to you. And people can feel free to disagree with me. You'll be wrong, but you can feel free to disagree with me. I preferred season two to season one. I know and people I- who feel that way. And I and I say that because I have gone back and rewatched season two, and I have not done so for season one. Oh, so see, I'm the opposite. All I can say is that I got to the sex scene, and um, in one? season okay, there are many sex scenes. Um, the one with Daphne and Simon. Daphne and Simon's very first sex Rip scene, and off. I was hot and bothered. And I looked at him, and I'm like, oh, "This God. is how sex is supposed to go, sir." <laughs> I'm like, this is you said that like you ever been like for the most part that Adam is not satisfying for you. <laughs> oh no, he was great. He was okay, he's great. Put that out there for the but I mean that uh, bless his heart. I love it. I wouldn't be married to him if not. But I meant <laughs> in terms of like I, the way the sex scene itself is done. Mm-hmm. Like that was how I, I, I really enjoyed you. that. Like yes, mm-hmm. it was just <laughs> well, when they're banging. Like- it got me all hot and bothered, and I was like, "So we can let's have our pause own this. Scene. Let's go." <laughs> when they did the the wait, when you're saying let's pause this, what are you saying? No, I was gonna say let's pause this really quick, just to say that uh, they also are doing. They started that uh, Bridgerton musical with the "I Burn for You" that people like. They did it. There's a musical. I'm not listen. I'm not even on TikTok, and I know about it. Come on, guys. I didn't know. I don't. I don't know. Do a do a TikTok search thing. Do the things. I don't know if you can do that, but do the things. Yeah, I'll do the things. I'll the things when they've done, they've machine. done it. It's been so good. I don't know the original person that like starts. So they like they've had it like where you stitch the thing where you, they they do the singing and then you duet it or whatever. I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. Anyway, you should. It's very good. the The song that I burn for you song is very very lovely. 
Uh, moving on. I think it's also on Spotify. I could be wrong. So anyway, and the guy who plays Simon is just gorgeous as fuck. Can we I don't say remember that? his he name. I know uh, Anthony's name is something Jonathan Bailey. John Jean Pagit, something, something, probably wrong. Pagin, and no, I, I'm just kidding. That's I'm Daphne is top tier. I love her. And when they have the, where they're banging and it's a montage, it's a string quartet of wildest dreams. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I really <laughs> love the string quartet, like modern music. All of them are so good. I listen yeah. to her. Really good. Really I'm definitely going to have them playing some of them while we're eating during the reception of my wedding. Oh, exciting. Sarah, I can't wait for you to get to the last episode of season two. Because one oh. of your favorite songs that you got me stuck on, or at least one of your favorite songs from when I knew your music taste very, very well when we were in uh, college, high school era. I'm sure I like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's I'm going to have to. Oh, I'm so excited. It took me a second. I was like, what is this song? And I was like, oh, it's this song. Oh, fun. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, watch it. What song okay. is it? I'm not telling you. Oh, no. It's a surprise. surprise. Okay. It's okay. Surprise. I'm going to go watch. I guess I just forced myself to watch more Bridgerton. Oh, darn. So no, I literally had to stop that. Like I said, the episode got me so hot and bothered. I have not gone back because I'm like, will oh, girl. I live again? The, tra- live the drama again? that comes up, though. The drama. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so yes, good. Spicy tea. Spicy tea. I read the books, too. You know what? Listen, we got to talk about the casting because this is already anyway. so long. Uh, readers, if you want us to talk about Bridges and uh, go ahead and uh, give us a, a rating on Apple Podcasts and we'll do a bonus <laughs> episode for you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We definitely could. <laughs> they have all the six. They're all based on books. I've read two of them. I read them too. I read all of them. Well, I haven't read all of them. I haven't got to Gregory and Francesca's or Hyacinth, but I have read, um, I, w- I need to read Francesca's. It sounds intriguing now, but I, I did fall into a fan fiction um, black hole and I'm not sad about it. So I've gotten to um, Eloise's book. Oh, guys. So good. I like, so good. I like her. Me yeah. too. She's, She's one gem. of my favorite characters right now. I adore her. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> no, no. We need to leave okay. something left to be desired so that, you know, our readers maybe want to do the things. Okay, so that being said, I did not cast Bridgerton people because uh, I knew that that's what would happen. And I was like, I don't know if that's appropriate for a murder book. So I was murder in, right? I was in Austin for a first episode psychosis conference. And on the trip back, my coworker, Emily, um, I'm not going to give the last name because I don't know if she's going to give me permission to do that. And also because... I'm just not going to. But Emily, basically what I did was I gave her a description of the character and their actions, and then she casted for me. Mm, all so, right. That was fun. Interesting. That's, my, that's, that's my really thing. cool. That's a really cool way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It gave us something to do on the drive, too. I'll ask Adam, and it'll be like, mm, I think we should use Samus for Pip. <laughs> and then he'll come in. He's like, how about Falco for Ravi? Mm. <laughs> He's like, or is he more of a Yoshi? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How about um, for his dad? Uh, let's see here. Um, for the uh, the, uh, the uh, Elliot, uh, Dr. Mario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> that being said, Good Girl's Guide to Murder casting. Let's go. Pip first. Oh, wait. No, Sarah, this is your 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 pick. You do the choosing. Let me just be super. You do the choose. If, <laughs> I, the if I go, mine goes in order just based on like name because it just puts it in or like a like alphabetical order. I'm here for that. Um, but let's we can we let's go with Andy. Um, I chose Peyton List 
for Andy. I don't know if you guys have seen her. She's in Cobra Kai, and she does a really good job of playing, like, a bad girl. Mm-hmm. And I really like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also she was on Disney Channel show, um, and then she grew up. Obviously, <laughs> she's a grown girl. So if you see the picture I use of her, I don't know if you see yes. it, but that's her, and mm-hmm. she's very incredibly pretty. And I just like her look. And um, like I said, she's in Cobra Kai, and I really and I also used uh, another actor from Cobra Kai. A lot of these are like child people who are in like shows together. And mm-hmm. that's all I want to say. Thank I like that. But she gives me that, like, I can be a bitch vibe. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Delia, me or you? It doesn't matter. I'll go. Okay. I will say um, for my, this is Andy Bell. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to do Rachel McAdams circa Regina George. Oh, oh yeah. You can't <laughs> go wrong. This is, um, yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, so we just cast Mean Girls. It's done. We just cast Mean Girls. That's yes. it. Is Pip uh, Katie? Oh, you bet. There, there. <laughs> I said Caitlin. Well, Emily said Caitlin Olsen, who is in uh, It's Always in Philadelphia. Like Mary Caitlin Olsen? No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. From It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, D. <laughs> Mary Caitlin. Olsen. I guess her uh, being oh, I a like... bitch is kind of in that show is where, and okay. also because the person who plays Becca, she goes, I can totally see this person doing that to this person. Oh, nice. Okay, and there, that was the connection for Emily. Okay, interesting. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, next person I have is Becca, and I chose uh, chose Catherine Newton. Um, I don't know if you guys know who she is, but she plays in the movie Freaky, um, where she like gets like sent into Vince Vaughn's body and he's like a serial killer um, and he gets put into hers kind of thing. Her face uh, is really familiar. She's in Supernatural, apparently, and some other stuff. So I don't know much That's about her, but she um, she was really great and freaky. And I'm sure she's in some other stuff that I don't really recognize. But I thought she would be very good with like a Peyton list. Like they look like they would be good That's good. sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so my Becca is Gretchen Wieners, Lacey Chabert. Of Fair. course. It's yeah. it's gonna be all mean girls. Just be prepared. <laughs> uh, we figured. Yes, I like it. Um, mine is Olivia Holt. Oh, yeah, wow. sounds familiar, but I don't know who that is. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. she's in some stuff here. Let's. I can Google real quick. Yeah, can we? Let's see. Usually, I do that. I really was running out of like I straight up. I really didn't have spoons to uh, do all the extra extra stuff. You were. I got. I got you a slideshow and pictures. She's in Kicking she was... It and Cloak and Dagger. That's where she picked her from. That's where Emily picked her from was Cloak and Dagger, um, that Marvel show and Girl, Cruel Summer. Hey, at least like some of the people we're picking, they've been on Disney Channel. It seems like a lot of the people we're picking have been on Disney Channel, and that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, cool. So, okay. who's next, friend? Um, I chose Kara. Fair I enough. did ask her, and I chose. <laughs> Is it Kara, right? The, yeah. the friend, right? The gay friend. Okay. Um, yeah. And I chose Georgie Henley, uh, who was Lucy on The Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, and you know. You think, I thought yeah. she looked familiar. That is her. And I was like, I like it. So I picked her. 
I'm here for that. Um, I did, uh, what's her name? Lizzie Kaplan, a.k.a. Genesian. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, of course. I mean, she's she's a That's... big lesbian from Lesbanese. <laughs> Les- no, she's a lesbanese. She's lesbania. I don't forgot. She's a lesbian. She's a lesbian. <laughs> yes. Leave me alone. And then at the end of the movie, she does say, I'm Lebanese. And he's like, I can dig that. Which is yeah. funny. Because <laughs> I was recently looking at something and they're like, this joke went over everybody's head. And I'm like, not me. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> On the same page. I was like, uh, um, Emma Mackey, she plays in Sex Education. I've never She's watched the, Sex Education. It's good. I oh, think you'd appreciate it. It's really good. I'm sure. Highly uh, recommend. She's the, the one girl that's sort of bad and actually helps Oh Boy with his scheme. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her real name. Or not her real name. I don't remember her name in that show. It's gone. Oh, cool. Okay. She looks, yeah. Like On to it. the next one. Let's see. Um, next person is Elliot mm-hmm. um, that I chose, which is Mr. Ward. And I chose uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, just because I saw him with glasses and I thought he'd be adorable and I'd fuck him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's the murderer, Sarah. You know this, yes? Yeah, he wasn't She said, good. call me Andy I mean- Bell because I'm about to tear this man up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Hey, hey, real quick. Can I say something else that I forgot to mention earlier? Yes. Sure. <laughs> okay. So never mind. Just continue. no, 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 no. Tell us, tell us. Oh no, no, because it doesn't make sense now. So forget it. I'll oh. mention it later to you guys. I mean, it does make sense, but it's nothing to interrupt. Let's continue. Okay. <laughs> My gonna, mind can't keep doing this, listen, guys. I'll do I'm it all day. Edit that out just so that your readers don't feel like they're missing anything. <clears throat> okay. Okie doke. Um, so, Mr. Ward, I almost did uh, Coach Carr because he, <laughs> right? But he was, I just don't know, like him as much. Girls. Yeah, I, I, I understand he fits it perfectly, but I'm going to go with Tina Fey instead, the male version of Tina Fey. Uh, oh, Tina Fey. I need some comic relief in here. <laughs> we'll call it Tuna Fey. Tuna Fey. She said Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey. Had a penis bay. <laughs> I picked okay, so let it be known when I asked about casting, this is the first person that Emily cast. Uh she picked Staniel Tucci. Stanley, Stanley, Staniel. Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. I'm so sorry. Uh Stanley Tucci. I like Stanley Tucci. I think his, it's a good one. His character from the Lovely Bones. Oh, the creepy! And guy also, can we talk about how he's children. he, he could like he could be that he has such range, you know? So he, he has can really good range. Do that murder, and then also he's the dad in Easy A. Yeah, he does a really good job. And that dynamic is just so beautiful. So I could see him being like, "I'm a history professor, and I'm a good dad," and at the same time, be like, "Yeah, I murdered." Yeah, I'm fucking minors, and I murder her, <laughs> and well, him, I murder him, <laughs> people. I uh, well, he sort of like technically murdered. Oh, girl, too, sort of. Yeah, she, he, the only, he did. She died he was, because, like, Becca was neglectful. She on her but the vomit. The, right. Yeah. But, but the, it was his fault. Yes. The concussion Absolutely. was his fault. Um, my person is Max, mm. and I chose Lucas Till. Fuck that guy. Or not Lucas Till, Max. 
Oh, um, <laughs> Jesus. I like Lucasfilm, but like Max is fuck that guy. Who obviously played in like Hannah Montana movie. I think he's in like uh, MacGyver or stuff Travis, like that. Right? Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. It's a good pick. That's a solid pick. Thanks. I thought so. It was a good good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go for my Max. It's going to be the guy that played Shane Omen. His name is Diego Klattenhoff. And Shane Omen was the guy that Regina George would hook up with in the projector room above the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, swim practice will be held in the projector room above the auditorium. And, so, and Aaron Sam was like, all right. <laughs> they were trying to get him to catch them. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I forgot that they did that. Projector room. So I forgot. <laughs> that movie is a total banger. I love it. So oh, God. So okay. So Emily picked Jacob. Elordi from I guess he plays in Euphoria and oh. he's also in the mm. kissing booth and I fucking hated that movie and I hated I it remember you hated that movie. he's kind of awful in it but he's the love interest but he like is kind of violent and very angry and I have beef with that so yeah um mm. if anybody liked the kissing booth I'm sorry to shit on it but that's <clears> not a really it's not a great model for young kids to be like mm. oh yeah if a man slams his hand on the top of a jeep and says get in the car L I should get in the car no don't do that yeah that's my sign yeah, to not get Yeah, if someone tells me to do something, yeah, I was going to say if I would you're not gonna, do if you're, it. If you're coupling a very firm command with an action of violence of, you know, maybe you're just trying to get her attention, either way it goes, you laid hands on something, and I'm not going to be close enough for you to lay hands on me. Basically. Yeah, you can't lay hands on Wanda. That's my car, okay? And <laughs> I was like, at Maximoff. I was like, oh, Wanda now we're talking about Elizabeth Olsen. Here we go. You're Listen, that is what I, I named my car Wanda after WandaVision. I'm here oh, for that. WandaVision's up. I will champion that till the day I Thanks. die. Thanks. How dare you? You put hands on Wanda and she'll mess you up. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. What's next? Uh, Naomi and I chose Anna Popplewell because I thought oh, it went well with yeah. Lucy. So that way that. you had both. Uh, so I picked them and I, you know, I thought they'd be a cute little, cute little team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my Naomi is uh, Amanda Seyfried. Oh, got to get yeah. Karen in there somewhere. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it had Karen. to be done. Do you like, okay, here's a, here's a funny for you. <clears throat> so I like that. Sarah picked Anna Popplewell, who she's been told she looks like. <laughs> so Amanda Seyfried, who she's who also been told also looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, guys. So Talk Sarah, you. you get to be Naomi, I guess. Yep. You're the ultimate run. casting. Thank you. I'm gonna go hit and run. Not really. oh, you Shit. were just a passenger. You really the hallmark of your personality was the anxiety, my friend. Ah, uh, that's I've got that. I, I know. That's why I said you're good. Don't even have to act. Okay. Oh no, it is who I am, Jason. Okay, so Naomi is um, Brianna Hildebrand from. She plays Negasonic Teenage Warhead from. I think it's Teenage Warhead from uh, Deadpool, but where she got casted from the tv show was not that don't remember <clears throat> so fuck a duck hold on she she told me and i just the brain and didn't want to do brain no do things <clears throat> uh movies and tv shows it was trinkets 
That's where she oh, casted her from, which I've never seen, but apparently it was familiar, very good. But I don't, I've never not seen Trinkets. Have you seen Deadpool? Well, yeah. For that, it's probably it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. She's the... Oh, yeah, I like Deadpool a lot. Uh, shaved head, like... Okay. Cool. Not happy face. Witty quip. Oh. Person. He goes, uh, so what's it going to be? Something or witty quip? And she goes, you got me in a box here. And he goes, ha ha! <laughs> the beginning. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> Next person. Uh, I chose Nat and Nat's bro. So I know not everybody probably did that. But I, I went ahead because I was one, like, so good job. <laughs> I was deep in casting at this point. That's fair. Um, so I just chose Nat. I did Taylor Momsen just because she looks like she could like beat someone up. Like that's death fair. Threat Actually, Andy the picture Bell you have picked here point. is pretty good, right? Yeah. And then I chose Alex Pettifer for Pettifer for um, Daniel just because you know I can see it, and I just. Mm-hmm. I wanted to include him somewhere, and I thought about including him as Max, but I feel like I use him too much. Yeah, so I his, put him in skill. Yeah, I feel like every time I cast a bad guy, I'm like, should I cast this guy? And then I'm like, no, I should probably give him like the ability in this fictional world that we've created for ourselves individually, uh, the space to maybe have some range. So, good job. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still that archetype mm-hmm. of being an asshole as a police officer, so... You, right. But you did give him some space to be a decent police officer. Good job. police officer, that's mm-hmm. right. Who may or may not have had sex with underage girls, but we don't know. We don't judge. Yeah. Go ahead. We do judge. That. We judge We that. do. We judge on that one. We definitely judge. We don't judge until we have proof. Moving on. <laughs> yes, allegedly, I suppose. Allegedly. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't cast those two. Do you want me to real quick? Because mm-hmm. I definitely need to throw in uh, Damien... I don't know his real name. Um, so he can be Daniel. He can be gay. Be gay okay, call. gay Daniel. Gay I like officer. it. I'm here for that. Yes. And oh, then uh, his sister can be the female who says um, – I just want to be the <laughs> Yes. And then he says, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could all just be happy like we were in middle school. <laughs> Don't even go here. <laughs> so yes, those are my two. Yes. Oh Okay. Do I go on to the next one since you didn't pick Delia? Um, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna pull a Sarah. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna use Sarah's. <clears throat> ah, perfect. Good job. Go to the next one. Um, I picked Pip's dad as Idris Elba. Idris, Idris, uh, you know, Idris, know him. Idris, 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 mm-hmm. the man. Oh, uh, Idris. Anyway, Idris. I thought he looks beautiful. Uh, I love him. And he his, is. he also has, he's, he's gorgeous. Nice. Um, and I figure Pip said, like, he looked happy in this photo and he always calls her pickle. And I feel like this photo of Mr. Elba, he would call someone a pickle. So I chose, <laughs> I chose that. I like him a lot, actually. I like him pickle. <laughs> Luther and the losers. It's good stuff. Yeah, I've not watched Luther, but oh girl, DCI Luther, solid character, very morally gray sometimes, and I really appreciate that about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does stuff. You're like, Same oh, in the sir, Suicide Squad. You might should not have done that. Nice. Right. <clears throat> um, I didn't cast Pip's dad, so I'm gonna say, uh, probably the guy that was Katie Heron's dad. He's also the janitor on Scrubs. His name's okay. like Kyle Nigel or Nigel Kyle. It's close that. to that. So, I like yeah. It. Yes. Oh, wait, but her dad's African. 
I was gonna say. Oh that well, that, that was- but well, Katie Heron's dad is also African. Hey, they're from Africa, right? Aren't they? <laughs> so I won't cast Nigel Kyle. I'll cast Katie Heron's dad. There you go. I'll take it. <laughs> Send help. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag indie pod- podcast. Um. Uh. So I have Andre Bauer. Brower. Brower. Bauer. Uh, Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Oh! Mm, nice. nice. I love him. So nice. we were going to try and a work parameters. Yes. <laughs> He's not a cop. He's a lawyer in the show, uh, in the in the book. But we were going to try and work in the parameters of uh, cop crime shows and pick actors from that. And mm. so we started out that way, and then we uh, it quickly devolved to something else. <laughs> and that is okay. <laughs> so he Absolutely. was one of the first people we uh i was like we we casted was was oh boy i appreciate him there you go hot damn um next i chose pippa as Mackenzie foy um just because i thought she looked precious in this photo and i figure if she puts her hair in pigtails she just looks like the most precious oh yeah and so i mean i don't know why i picture pigtails pippa did some things with her hair she put things up there you go <laughs> so that's her Nice. I like it. Um, and you know, we know Mackenzie Foy from being in like Twilight, but she's grown up. Yeah. So she's good chick. Go ahead. Nice. And then this is Pip, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. We already talked about mine. Lindsay Lohan slash Cat uh, Katie Heron. Nice. Thought you were going to say Katniss Ever- Everdeen. I, I thought she was like, going to say Caddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually Katie. <laughs> Katty Heron. It's actually Katie. Oh, that's good. Okay, so my pip is uh, Melissa Fumero, who is also from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But she, uh, if because Amy, because Amy is the overachiever good girl of the squad. Mm, that yeah. being said, Amy would have followed policy, and she would have got her person put away without having any morally gray issues. Yes. There you go. But Santiago. Uh, yes, Amy. Uh, what's it? Amy Santiago. But Mel- Mel- Melissa Fumero, aged down to seventeen, because we make the rules. <clears throat> we do make the rules. If you guys are new, we make the rules. So, like, we can cast people that are dead, and we can do that just fine, and that's okay. <gasps> dead people. Well, I was thinking oh. Gregory Peck. <clears throat> Love that guy. Atticus Finch and To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Because that blank stare, I was like, I gotta tell them. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, I have no clue who that is. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know. Um, so I chose Ravi and Sal next. So mm-hmm. you can, I hate this, but I chose them as the same person because you can use an older one for the older and a younger one for the younger. Once again, we make um, the but his name is Zolo Manduela, and I'm probably completely butchering that. He's from Cobra Kai, and he does a really good job. I love him. I think he's the cutest little thing. He's Solid. of legal age, uh, so I can say that. But he is adorable, and I love these photos of him, and I think he's just great. Um, but I saw, I was looking online, and I'm like, I don't know who, because I wanted it to be true kind of to the book, um, but I saw a fan casting, which had some really great ideas, by the way, and he was on there, and I'm like, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These Tell are fan castings, too, Sarah. That's right. Fan cast. Well, they had some really good, good I know, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, they were trying <laughs> to stick within the parameters of Mean Girls, or um, <laughs> people my <laughs> friend know. decided to pick. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. 
So who's next, Ravi or Sal? Both. Yeah. You okay. can choose. I mean, I chose the same person, so literally go for your Ravi and Sal. Tell me both of them. Sweet. Sweet. All right. So Ravi for me is Jonathan Bennett, uh, Aaron Samuels, because that's the love interest for Pip slash Katie. Yeah. Um, and then Sal had Who's to Kevin be our – It's got to be Kevin G. It's got to be Kevin G. 100%. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> so, I love it. Ravi is Manish Dial, and I would like to say that I forgot to tell Emily that there are no rules and we make the rules. So by the time we got to Sal, who was the last person we casted, Emily uh, did a gender swap. Oh, Andy is now gay. That doesn't make her any less of a shitty person. <laughs> it might add to the plus pro column, not the cons column, though. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really nice to say. That was really like all kinds of wrong. I recognize that wasn't super super PC. Uh, so the person is Sal, uh, right? That's the character that we're casting is Paka Duck, uh, Anuja Joshi. I know Joshi is how you say the last name because we have a a doctor in, uh, our clinic that that's their last name. Oh, nice. I don't know, uh, how to say her first name is A-N-U-J-A. Apparently, both of them play in the residence together, but instead of being siblings, uh, they are love interests. Mm. In case you wanted to know, that's what Emily mm. told me. So that being said, uh, that's that was our Sal and, and you know. And Ravi. And Ravi. Yep. Anybody else? Cool. Um, oh, yeah. I did Stanley just for funsies. Um, and I chose Will Wheaton just because I wanted to add him in from Will, you know. Hitchhiker's Guide family. and he Ready Player the, One. Yeah, he was the reporter. No, he was not uh, a reporter. That, he was in Ready Player One. He oh, was the hangry reporter at the beginning. Oh, that, yeah, like, the racist one. Right. Yeah. The one that Becca's dating. The racist one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely the racist one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the one that Becca was dating and uh, Pip calls and kind of gets into like an I wanted to add him in there as like an homage to Ready Player One. And because some of these people are, a lot of them are like in like kids to teen shows. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of play on that a little bit. So I added Will Wheaton and I thought it'd be fun. I I told you I was deep in the casting game at that point. (laughs) Casted three additional people. Good job, Sarah. Strong word. Strong word. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts before we uh, wrap this puppy up? I'm good to go mm-hmm. if you guys are. All right. Do the um, outro. All right, fellow readers. It's time to say goodbye. Remember to check our Instagram and Twitters for upcoming reads and the casting list. A big thanks to all of our wonderful listeners, our co-host Heather, who is moi for writing the theme song, and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time when we turn the page. <laughs>